What's up, snitches? Welcome back to another episode of Let's Gossip with Meredith and Steph. This week, we have gossip up the wazoo. Oh, sure we do. what is on the docket? I am so mad because I feel like this happens to us literally all the time where we record. And then the next day, like the biggest drama gossip happens. So we are going to be talking about Colton Underwood coming out as gay on Good Morning America. Then we're going to be talking about the Siesta Key promo because we are literally pumped for this season. New season coming out in May. Then we're going to talk about the Triller fight night, and then we're going to get into TikTok drama, and then we're going to finish her off with Demi versus the Big Chill Froyo. Let's get into it. So let's just dive right in, kick her off with what just happened with Colin Underwood coming out on Good Morning America. I was getting texts from my mom at literally 8 a.m. saying, call me ASAP. Did you watch Good Morning America? Did you see what went down? I was in the middle of a work meeting and I happened to look over and see the notification. I go, oh my God, everyone pause. I go, Colton Underwood has come out saying he's gay. And this was, like we said, the day after me and Meredith had just recorded the full podcast. The only reason I saw it is because my boyfriend always goes to work at 5 a.m. And I am always up at 5 a.m. whenever he goes to work. So I got on TikTok, saw that he was going on Good Morning America, saying that he was going to be releasing some deep secret. I go, what has this got to be? So let's dive into it. So I don't know if ever, I'm sure by this point, every single person is probably late to the game. In the interview, the interviewer asked Colton, do you think that people are going to be mad at you for misleading all of America season after season, bachelor after bachelor? It's like he's been on multiple bachelor shows. Right. First bachelorette, then paradise, and then then he was the bachelor. Right. So it's like during that entire time, to a degree, he was misleading the public. I could never place what it was about him where I'm like, you're this big star for the bachelor. You used to play football. You're super good looking. You have a great, you seem to have a great personality. You're really likable. And you were a virgin your whole life. So I always thought until now, I was like, there's no way Colton is a virgin in that he's been a virgin. I go, there is no way with him. And we thought that way before. Like, yes, I go, go, he's either lying Mm -hmm. or there's something else going on. And the whole thing with also Colton always said that it's not a religion thing as to why he's, he was a virgin. You know, it wasn't about, he was always waiting till marriage. That wasn't his excuse for it. However, he is super religious, but you're right. right. He wasn't saying like, I'm saving myself for marriage. Right. Because once, him and Cassie were together after his season of The Bachelor, you know, he came out and was like, finally, guys, I'm not a virgin anymore. Right. So I'm like, okay. But then I'm like, but there's no way you had to have been lying about it. Especially since he's in the football. Right. And I'm sorry, but I I can't tell you one football player that I know (laughs) that is a virgin. No, absolutely not. And especially like, he's so good looking. He's so charismatic. I'm like, there's just, he's lying about it or there's something deeper. There's always something fishy where we were not just 100% certain Mm -hmm. that makes sense but now when he's coming out it makes perfect sense and that is the thing where it's like before I never had those inklings where I'm like 
oh, he might be gay. Right. But now that he's come out as gay, it makes perfect sense. I'm really happy for Colton. I think the interview was actually great. And he really talks about, you know, because she does ask him, like you said, you know, like, how are people's reactions of like, people are going to feel like you were lying the whole time on The Bachelor, you know, like, and he explains the turmoil that he's been in of pulling teeth with him his whole life. He goes, I've known since I was a kid that I was gay and I've been trying and praying to God to do anything to make myself not gay. He was saying like my entire life, the church has told me if you're gay, you are sinning. The most crazy part of the entire interview for me was when he was talking to Robin, the interviewer, and he was saying like, when God made me the bachelor, I took that as a blessing as God is finally allowing me to be straight and I can finally have a wife and kids and what I've always wanted. The picture perfect look. He was taking him being the bachelor as a blessing instead of internalizing that and being like, I am not straight. I shouldn't be dating 30 women. Exactly. And forcing myself to do this. He even admitted, he goes, I have put myself in so many bad situations just hoping for a different outcome. And yes, that is to a degree misleading the public, but it's like obviously deep down he had a lot of turmoil going on Mm -hmm. where he was not even to terms with himself. He really didn't know. He was always hoping for the bigger, better deal where he's like, if I become the bachelor, maybe I can have a wife. Yeah. And then I'll find that love that fills that void of like those questions I have about being gay because he also said like he's never been in a relationship with a man he doesn't even know what that looks like or feels like but he just knows I don't like women maybe this will change me and now he's I'm happy for him that he's just able to be like this is who I am forget it I have I've tried however old he is it's like I've tried how many years for real and and his dad was right there supporting him I'm I was really like I'm glad that he at least has his like internal circle of support right especially since he made it such a point to acknowledge the fact that he was raised in such a religious household yeah Because it's like, if that is internalized in you from the beginning of your life, it would be so hard to come out. Especially since he is a more masculine gay guy. It's like... When there are those people that exactly know who they are, there's no question. Right. You know. Whereas for him, he was more of a manly gay guy where it's like, it's not blatantly obvious to everybody. Exactly. So he's got to like. So he actually has to come out. It's not like where it's like, oh, we've always known. Thank you for telling me. Right. Exactly. And it's like him even having to say now looking back where he's like, yeah, in football, it's like I was attracted to the football players. Right. You know what I mean? Now he's got all those people that he's grown up with, like in the locker room. Like, how are you with the football team? in the locker room and your excuse is that well I'm a virgin but really it's like I don't even like girls but there when was a good time for him to ever come out and say that exactly. and especially when his mentality is to be like I I can change myself right exactly. when I'm sorry like that's not true like you you like who you like he is the definition of you don't choose to be gay right because it's like if he could have chose he tried to choose he not tried to, be. to choose not to be and still in the end he finally came out it's like this is just who I am and this is the happiest he's ever been the one thing though we do need to address with this like as happy as we are for Colton to like finally just be able to speak his truth um let's talk about Cassie in this situation right Cassie has been his main girlfriend since right after he was the bachelor right off of the show they dated for how long and then we had that whole messy breakup which we still don't understand like the reasoning why but where Cassie had to put a restraining order on Colton right when they broke up thinking that like he was tracking her in her car sending her and her family messages that were really alarming people that she was even hanging out with yeah oh it yeah it was like messaging them like I know you're hooking up with Cassie and like the guy that 
that he sent that message to was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. So like all of that sketchy shit that we're like, Colton is a weirdo in that part where it's like, she had to get a restraining order on you because you were tracking her and sending sketchy ass shit, watching whatever she was doing. Right. So it's like the fact that one, that wasn't addressed, but two, the only thing that they addressed about Cassie was the interviewer asked Colton, how does Cassie feel about it? And he's like, I haven't had a chance to talk to her about it, but I would love the opportunity. Right. And that's all we talked about Cassie. And there are big things here. It's like the fact that Cassie's finding this out when all of us found out at the same time. Colton coming out his gate, that's what it's all about. Also, like, it's, like, it's like, we're happy for you. We don't happy. want anything to take away from like, that is such a monumental yeah. moment for a gay person is coming out. Like that's sure. such a- That was really hard for him to do, obviously. Right. I and can't he, even imagine. No, and it's like, especially him being who he is, it's like he can't just all of a sudden post- a picture with on a his Instagram with the boyfriend. No, it's like he's been the Bachelor and right. multiple seasons of the Bachelor franchise where he's been attracted to girls. He clearly needed to make it a thing where he's like addressing the public. However, you make a great point where it's like when you bring up Cassie, let's acknowledge the fact that you stalked her and like gave her so much trauma. How are we, him now coming out as gay is almost just like shadowing the fact that he was being a weirdo and actually scaring Cassie to the point of a restraining order yeah. of being stalked. I mean, that's how probably probably bad they have still are with their relationship where he wasn't even able to tell her before going on Good Morning Mirror. And I did hear from like a source that's close to Cassie. Who knows how accurate this is, but it was like Cassie was in a sense traumatized by the news. Like she had no clue. This was nothing that she I mean, was aware imagine. of. imagine. Right. And also the other thing is like they broke up pretty recently. It's not like it's been years or like a long time where, and maybe she's had some inklings of like, maybe he was gay. Right. She had no idea this was coming. And he, the interviewer even asked him, you know, like, were you in love with Cassie though? Like when you were dating her and he was like, yeah, I, I, I did love Cassie. Like I love her. Now she's questioning everything. You know, like, was he, did he actually mean everything? Right. And I'm sure he loved her as a person, but it's like, oh yeah. Cause I mean like, if you're, if you, if you like men, you like men, like I can't do that for you. And it's not really a dig to anyone that's just what he likes and he was never felt comfortable to come out and say it i feel like this story of um like of a man coming out as gay to their girlfriends like or after a girlfriend like that tale is as old yeah. as time i mean like there are so many people like grace and frankie the show where it's like they've been married their entire lives and then they find out their husbands are gay it's like you can love somebody as right. a person as a friend as a soulmate almost without being like sexually attracted to that. Right, totally. And I think maybe that was the case. But Where that um, was Colton. He was genuinely in love with her and it was blatantly obvious through the show, after the show. They yeah. dated for almost two years. It's like, clearly he loved her, but with not being sexually attracted to the person you're with, that causes a divide. Obviously, there are a lot of people supporting Colton, as they should. They sure. should support And Colton. this is a time that he would need support around this subject, but also let's not just forget about him being a weirdo. That is also a very prevalent topic. And like, there are so many people that are prominent gay celebrities. Like I think of yeah. Dan Levy, who is David on Shit's yes. Creek. He went out and tweeted to Colton was like, thank you for doing this. Like, you are saving so many lives. Yeah. You are helping people across the nation. For sure. They like, look up to him and are like, if he, as the Bachelor football star, 
can come and he's so manly can come out as gay I can too exactly and the religion thing growing up it's like there are a lot of people that can relate to that feeling absolutely also he has a Netflix documentary coming out where I'm like maybe that was also the reason he went on there you know a little promo for it absolutely like some press any press is good freaking press and I honestly am excited for Colton to find a boyfriend and to find someone he can finally relate I'm ready for him to just move on moving on (laughs) great next up I am so pumped to talk about this I've been dying to talk about it all week Siesta Key baby Siesta Key just came out with their promo of the new season coming out in May listen guys if you're listening and you are hearing Siesta Key you've never watched that show I urge you I would just applaud you if you went and watched every single season right now because when this shit comes back out uh, if you've listened to our earlier episodes we kicked this podcast off with With recapping Siesta Key because I mean we love Bachelor do not get us wrong but if we are if you want the shit talking (laughs) and the catty drama Siesta Key is where it's at it is so damn good and I would like to point out that I have multiple people, specifically Antonia Ramon. <laughs> Tony, my I feel like we have to have you on as a guest this season. Because she, OG friend, OG supporter of Let's Gossip, which we are also still keeping tabs, people. <laughs> we are keeping tabs on everyone. But when we came out with our podcast, she goes, oh shit. She's like, I've never watched Siesta Key. And this is like three seasons in. Yeah. And she's like, all right, I'm going to start it. She finished it within like two days. It's like, once you guys start this shit... It's like there's no going back for you and you will be invested with each character. Oh my God. I like I get chills thinking about how excited I am for the new season. Me too. Speaking of the new season, we are going to end up having to switch our schedule for our episodes coming out because Siesta Key airs on Wednesday nights, which sucks because our episodes come out on Thursdays. So we'll give you guys updates on Instagram, but we're going to end up pushing our episodes once Siesta Key starts to Tuesdays. Yeah. So we can recap Siesta Key because, guys, it's crucial. So now let's get into the fucking promo. So if you guys didn't watch last season, let me just give you the quickest recap that I possibly can. Julia and Kelsey both wanted a swimsuit line and they kind of had a falling out about it. Kelsey went really below the belt. She said that Juliet's a gold digger. She talked shit about her and her boyfriend. She talked tons of shit about Juliet to her fucking face. All because Kelsey was just the first one to say that she wanted a swimsuit line, but Juliet was getting the opportunity before her. Right. So that's really the main drama that you need to understand for the upcoming season. So first off, let's just talk about JMP the label versus by Kelsey Owens. Kelsey Owens has completely given up on her brand. And it's the definition of you shouldn't rush the process. 100%. All of a sudden, Kelsey was like, you know what? Juliet hasn't come out with her swimsuit line yet. And I wanted mine first. So I'm just going to quickly throw this shit out there. And it was like stupid little shit like bucket hats and like a phone case and phone cases. And then no. she launched her swimsuit lines and she had all of the girls on Siesta Key, Amanda, Camilla, Madison, all she pose in her swimsuits. But she named them after them too. Like the Amanda, the Madison, the Camilla. Kelsey really fed into that whole part of the show. And just a couple options. Really basic. The design on the swimsuits too were just like Boutine LA. Those swimsuits. And they were just straight up bikinis. Bikinis are a dime a dozen. It's like if you're going to just come out with a plain bikini, you better damn well have a cute ass pattern in mind. Right. Exactly. Or something. Like all of her promos for it. Everything. Even the follow up of it. I'm just like, wow, you really, really missed the mark on something 
something that you could have nailed it with. And then just for Juliet to take her sweet time with it. Right. And not try to make it a competition and completely blowing Kelsey's swimsuit line out of the waters. I mean, guys, the comparison is just astronomical. And guess who's the first one that bought the bikini? Tony. Tony. And it's like, I mean, JMP the label, they did it right. The launch party. I mean, first off, Juliet has Sam's money in her fucking pocket. Because from last season, basically when they were talking about, you know, her doing this, Juliet doing the swimsuit line, she was basically told like, you're going to need like 500 grand as a down deposit to even begin this. She was like looking at Sam, you know, everyone's like, oh, she's going to have to rope in Sam because Sam's family is loaded, just like Alex Campos' family but is loaded. But more loaded. But so obviously, Juliet, when she came out with the whole promo for her launch party. Oh my God. Was at Sam's house, which is like the craziest like pad in fucking Florida. Like for so real. cool. I mean, just the details. details. The details, oh. the cookies were the swimsuit. Like it's like the JMP, towels, everything. The sandals, like, I mean, they did the works for this and that's why, I mean, they kicked it off by this release party. Yes, and there are so many other things that Julia did that just nailed it. It's like, one, having plus-size models, diversity models. She's got every shade of skin tone need, yes. modeling the swimsuits. She has actual models. She's not just recruiting the Siesta Key bitches to be like, hey, can you model this? Right. She's got different lines, different campaigns. Men's lines. Men's lines, exactly. It's like she nailed it. She crossed her T's and dotted her I's. I mean. And said, you know what, Kelsey? You tried to throw me under the bus with not only the swimsuit line, but also with my new boyfriend, which was Sam. Yeah. And look who's fucking laughing now. Right. And it's like, Kelsey, I feel like she's completely given up. I recently stalked her Instagram and it's like, she literally hasn't posted since March. Juliet's brand. I know she's got someone running her social media posting all the time, 24-7. I mean. And all of Kelsey's are like sold out. Like there's no more options. There's like three to choose from. It's like just drop the ball on the whole thing where not to just, I mean, I can't stand Kelsey because from what we've seen on the show, it's like she's a shitty friend that I would have cut off from the very beginning. Oh yeah. But second, it's like, I like where you were going with it, but her trying to rush it and make it a competition is where she fucking lost it at. Exactly. The jealousy and and the competition just fucking ruined it for Exactly. Her. And Juliet's like, I do not have time for that bullshit. No. She's like, I'm flying to Aspen, Colorado for the weekend. Excuse me, Kelsey. (laughs) Yeah, no shit. And also with the promo video of the new season, the drama (gasps) that is about to unfold that's following up from the last season, because they had to shoot this new season like like on like an island or like somewhere else with just like their core friends. So it's not like they're, as far as I know, like running around Siesta Key with the random people, the random girls at the bars that start drama. It's like, I was assuming where they had to film this during quarantine was like, it is about their friend group drama. However, we did notice this a while back that Chloe was nowhere to be seen in any of the photos when they were on like the, the behind the scenes photos while they were shooting. Chloe wasn't with them at all. So I'm like, Chloe, as much as she is annoying and a shit starter, she is our favorite fucking girl because she is stirring that pot. But she's she, also real as fuck. She yeah. doesn't give two shits no. about calling people out to their face and be like, um, no, that's actually what you said. Like, and I don't Ke- care if you think I'm a bitch. It's when I'm like, Kelsey 
was literally throwing Juliet under the bus to Sam and Sam's brother saying that Juliet's a gold digger and a horrible friend. Chloe was right there and she saw the whole thing and she goes, um, no, no way. And, and she I, immediately went and told Juliet as she fucking should. Right. Because Chloe is the main girl that's like, I don't give a shit if people get mad that I'm spreading their dirty laundry around. It's like, if you don't want to get caught, you shouldn't do it. And I live by that statement. Um, just because you're jealous of Juliet, Juliet, it doesn't mean that you get to talk shit to her future boyfriend. Like that is just, that right there is when, I didn't already like Kelsey, but that moment is when I said, you are dead to me. That's, <laughs> yeah, no, where I said, those are your true colors where you are, t- you are so jealous about the bathing suit line that you are going to her new fling, her new promising boyfriend. After barely getting over Alex, right. she could never get over him. And she, now she's finally got a new dude that and she's you're excited tell, about. And you're going to tell the new guy that your friend is so excited about dating with that you're not even close with. It's not even like she was trying to look out for him and say, right. hey, uh, by the way, my bestie that's trying to talk to you is a gold digger. Oh, oh no. fuck no. And it's like, not only did she say it to Sam, but she said it to Sam's brother and his, Sam's brother's girlfriend. Right. That right there... Uh, no, no, no. Exactly. And so when we see in the promo where Kelsey's like, I don't know how I could be, ever be friends with someone like that. Assuming oh, she's referring to Juliet. Which she 100% Because they is. are not friends right now. No, they are all. not. When Kelsey had everybody model for her swimsuits, Juliet was nowhere to be found. You could barely get a fucking picture of Kelsey at JMP the label launch. She was there. Not one post was it on Juliet's story of Kelsey being there, but she was there. And you know what? At this point in time, if Kelsey didn't say all that bullshit, I would be feeling bad for Kelsey because last season even... We were going back and forth. Like, do we side with right. Kelsey? Do we side with Juliet? But after she pulled all that bullshit last mm. season at the end, especially when she confronted Juliet and was so goddamn mean, no way. We're only team Juliet and now. Exactly. And all it comes down to is the fact that you can both succeed. I don't know why it has to be one or the other. It's like, exactly. you can both do your very best and both have a bathing suit line. But you trying to rush it like this and knowing the backstory, it's like, no wonder no. yours failed. It's because you were making a competition instead of let's both succeed here. Another part of the promo that was featured was Madison and Ish. So Madison, remember when they did that little reunion and that's when Brandon was like, yes. uh, no bueno. And Madison had announced to this yes, a key cast that she had gotten engaged to Ish. So we haven't seen anything since then. And now we are getting little clips in the promo of Madison being like, the age does matter. It does concern me because Ish is like 46 Ish? and she's like 23. For those of you that don't watch the SK, it's like Ish was the former producer when they first started the show. Like season who's one. Who's like double Mad- Madison's like 23, 24, uh, around our age. Yeah. And Ish is like in his like mid late 40s. And he was the old producer and they're together. And so she's obviously been dealing with the backlash of like uh, obviously everyone from the cast who was used to Ish being their producer yeah. all of a sudden in last season being like, wait, you're dating Madison? And then they just got engaged. And Madison's comes out, like you were saying, in this new promo of saying, like, the age does bother me because it's like for Madison, it's like, all right, now, yeah, I'm 23, 24, but it's baby time. It's like, and she wants babies now now. because he's like 48. Like, exactly. (laughs) 
he's almost 50. So it's like when he, when she is literally 50 years old, still kicking, still wanting to go out, dealing with high schoolers, he's going to be 75. Exactly. And it's she's spent this whole time with the like all of her friends and the cast of like defending her and, and Ish's relationship about the age difference. Right. But it's like really deep down, it's like, thank you everyone for constantly saying to me and making it such a big issue with the age difference. It's like, I know. It right. bothers me too. I get it. Do you think I'm just oblivious? Right. Like, I understand it too. But she's had to spend the whole time, you know, defending it. It's her new relationship. She just got engaged. It's right. like, you know, I'm going to defend it before anything else and act like it's not an issue. But really, when it comes down to it, it's like, no, I see what you guys are seeing too. Right. But my thing also with Madison is like, yeah, I'm, I'm happy that she's found someone and like, whether it's ish, whatever, the age difference. But I'm also like, she's so apt to just jump into relationships and she's such a relationship person like immediately is in love with them like she was just dating Brandon on one of the seasons like right like in love with Brandon right and it's like I know that you know he probably feels the most secure to her like this is like she wants the marriage the family the kids she wants that happy family like you know totally the picture perfect thing right because she was so jealous of Alyssa and Alex having the baby right so before she did but it's also like you don't need to rush that for yourself. And just because you find someone like he's older, sure, and maybe more mature and can maybe give you what you want for your maturity level or what you're looking for in life. But eventually down the road, you might look back and be like, wow, wish I would have maybe spent that year being single and finding someone more my age that's also compatible with the things that I'm looking for in life. Because there are a million options for her. She's got the platform. She's gorgeous. She's young. It's like, and girl, you are digging yourself your hole. What I was thinking is like me and my boyfriend, Brett, our anniversary is coming up in April and we've been dating for six years. It's like, but in our eyes, it's like, there's no rush to get married. We don't think that we got to get married and have babies right now. But on Madison's end, it's like Madison's only been dating ish for one year. And so they haven't had like the trials and the tribulations, but because he's so old, it's like, we have to rush it because if he is my person, if he is going to be my husband, we got to get going. We got to get going. Otherwise, he can't have kids. Exactly. Like, we have to get going ASAP. And she also dug herself in the hole with the fact that he refused to let them have a place together in Florida where her family is. Right. Because he travels 24-7 all across the globe for being a producer and still made Madison, could not compromise, still made Madison have her own place alone in California away from all of her family and friends while he knows damn well he's traveling like 300 out of 365 days a year, maybe more. We are not here to judge. We are not here to talk shit. I'm trying to give you advice. We're thinking realistically, (laughs) like I said. And that's what people, that's why she gets so defensive and upset when people are talking about the age difference. But it's like, those are your parents and your close friends that are trying to look out for you and having to tell tell you something that you don't want to hear that is crucial. And it's just like the love that we've seen. And Madison did come out on her Instagram and say like about last season, how the show really edited it to be more about their problems and not show their relationship and sure. not show their love. Obviously the show is going to edit it to be all the drama. So it's like, I'm sure they do have a lot of love there, but it's just like, what blows my mind is it's, it's only been a year. And how many more decisions, especially, I just keep thinking back to the living situation. I'm like, how many more years, like, especially if you're going to be married and all this shit and having kids where compromise are going to be thrown at you left and right. And if you can't make that kind of compromise, like I know that's a big one, but you're going to have a million more big ones like decisions to make together. And if it's his way or the highway 24 seven, it's like, what are you going to do in the future when it comes to something else? Who's going to help her take care of the kids if she wants them so soon, if he's traveling 24 seven, that was her point of also wanting a great, to be in Fiesta Key. a great point of her wanting to live in Florida while he travels. Exactly. It's like, what am I supposed to do when we have kids in the, in the next year and I'm alone taking care of an infant? Yeah. Hello. 
Oh my reality God. check, people! Guys, I can't even begin to tell I, you how excited I am for the new season. I know it's like, this is only the promo, and we have this much to say. I, oh God, it's bad. And the last thing is, let's all point out that the <laughs> promo, like the cover photo for this season, is at Sam Juliet's new boyfriend's house. When before it was always Alex Campos, like the Greek royal inside of that mansion he has, oh, like dude. that's where that was, and now it's at Sam's. I know Alex is just dying what just kills me is like the whole show was built around alex i know his, his dad, dad produced was... it and paid for it exactly and then it's just like the show has gotten so good since then and it's like now we don't even need alex and thanks for kicking it off and putting down the down payment but we've moved yeah. on we've yeah. moved on thanks for giving us that to start with but we're, it's over we're we're with sam's family now and that's where we want to be with the billionaires not the millionaires honey exactly so now we're going to talk about the triller fight night because the triller fight night that just went down like this past weekend was majority filled (laughs) with tiktok stars um social media stars youtubers and a couple big celebrities like justin bieber right and pete davidson was there so the main fight that everybody was here to see was the one where it's jake paul against ben Askren, who is a former mma fighter emphasis on former yes because he still has not fought an actual person that is like currently fighting with mma he's only only fought like former people right and jake paul his whole fucking thing is like how he wants to be a boxer like he used to call conor mcgregor 24 right. 7 like right. come fight me your wife's disgusting like he He's such a little shit. So first of all, with Jake Paul and his fight against Ben, he had a knockout within like a minute or two or whatever. Which is a little embarrassing for Ben. But also, it's not like when we see like actual fighting where it's like, he was hit, but he was like getting back up. And that's when the ref was basically just like, it's done, it's a knockout. When the guy's like, getting back up and the guy didn't seem to give a shit but it wasn't like one of those things where he's on the ground he's like i'm done i'm done i'm tapping where out he's like completely passed out. right it's like the ref was just kind of like all right he's done and the guy's just wife or someone that was there was like totally ecstatic because it's like dude i just got like millions of dollars for this two second fight i don't give a shit i'm done fighting for real if you want to hit me like he didn't, he didn't care to do it to keep where going. jake paul is all ego all he cares all about is we winning. see is jake paul being like i got a knockout in a minute it's like the ref just called it it wasn't that legit i mean like i think jake I do feel bad on the part of like he is trying to constantly prove himself to be a fighter, but it's like then fight someone that's like Tommy Fury. Let's bring that up with Molly May. He is still, Tommy is like religiously hitting up Jake being like, fight me then, bro. I am currently fighting and boxing. Let's go then. Because it's all all the time Tommy is constantly coming for him. Fight someone that's actually currently boxing. I'd like to see some legitness out here. I don't want the former shit. Fight Tommy. This whole thriller fight, it's like, what did Jake Paul say 65 million dollars generated it's like that dude is making hella money exactly and that ben guy too that's why he doesn't give a shitty loss he's like i'm not gonna get up and keep fighting this dude it's like the rep wants to call it call it and it's like that's millions and that's from the fight only it's like imagine the press the merch everything yeah all the people that were there pete davidson justin bieber charlie addison i feel like also the grouping that was there was like kind of random at the same time where i'm like pete davidson is in the same room as you guys the actual fighting itself was boring as shit and I and not even just saying that as a girl's perspective of like not caring about a sport or a fight it's like oh yeah if there's a good fight like I'll pay attention if it's good sure oh yeah my dad buys all of mine the too. pay-per-view mine fights, too all of them I feel like they 
like the main point of this whole event was like who was there and who was performing like Justin Bieber. And also on top of that, Bryce Hall and Addison were both there. And at first it started out with everyone, all these TikTok stars, including Bryce and Addison were all separately posting of this private jet that was taking them to the fight. And so everyone's like, oh shit, are like Bryce and Addison going to the fight together? Because the rumors were like, you know, they broke up, but Bryce was insinuating on the BFFs pods recently that they're still like hooking up and hanging out. Right. They're just not official because there's no trust in that relationship. Jeff. Right. And there was tons of promo photos of Addison like leaning on Bryce and talking to Bryce. Right. And he, she's in the back of all the TikToks that he's in. Like they're all hanging out. Part of me is just like Addison is, you know, it's like when you break up with your boyfriend, but you want to be in the same room as them. She has to keep tabs on his ass because I'm like, I'm mad that she's even giving him the time of day to even be like in the same like room as Bryce. Right. But I'm also like, no, I get what she you're wants doing. to be seen. She wants to be seen and she wants to have control over it. Right. Exactly. So this leads us to the love triangle between Addison, Jack Harlow, who sings What's Poppin', as well as Bryce. So there were rumors going around that Addison and Jack Harlow were all of a sudden like dating, not just talking, that they were like a thing. They were a couple, like some guy came out and is like, I have a very good source that they are together. And then Bryce saw that post, saw what everyone was saying, and he lost it on Twitter. He said, I'm about to explode, man. Next tweet, downgrade. Next tweet, fucking me and telling me you love me and then sneaking around with someone else, that fucking hurts. And then Addison ended the entire Twitter debacle by saying, I'm single. And what pisses me off the most is no way, Bryce, are you going out of your way to tweet that and have this huge fucking tantrum when you've cheated on Addison countless times, time and time and time again, you embarrass her in front of literally everybody by cheating on her, hooking up with random strippers at your birthday. And that no trust between you two and why you broke up is because of your actions and your actions only. So I'm sorry if you want to keep stringing along Addison and she wants to also do her own fucking thing. Right. It's like you've had no problem. Bryce, you're telling me you're not fucking anyone else oh. while you and Addison have been on this break. Yeah. Okay. Don't even. He couldn't. You could tell on the BFFs pod how bad he was lying when they were asking him this. Like, are, they brought up multiple specific names too. Like, oh, I saw you were hanging out with her. Are you guys hooking up? And he's like, can't say it, you know. But then don't be mad at Addison. Right. And also the fact that he said downgrade. Like, if anything, it's an up. Is your ego a little hurt as it should be? Because that's been my, my like mission all along is for Bryce's ego to chill the fuck out. Exactly. And it's like, oh, I'm sorry that you're upset that Addison's now talking to someone with actual talent, an actual rapper that has bops coming out left and right. Like, and I just, can't stand the fact that he's going and subtweeting her like that. Exactly. And also that's another great point because that's another thing I can't stand about this whole thing is how they are subtweeting as if we're back in high school. No, this is 2014 all over again. Where people like, would just no, fight on Twitter all the time. But, and it's like very vague, but specific, <laughs> like whatever they're going through that no one else knows what you're talking about besides the person it's directed to. So why even tweet it? I mean, we all need to right now, everyone listening, make a pact <laughs> that we are not subtweeting because no one else gives a shit so cringe. I'm so happy for Addison. I want her to move on from Bryce without looking back like from here on out. Right, exactly. It's like Bryce is the high school boyfriend in your first love that lingers. And that thinks that he can just string her along where it's right. like, dude, as soon as she didn't give a fuck about you or you thought she didn't give a fuck about you, now he's mad. Right. Now he wants her. If it is Jack Harlow, Good. thank you. Anyone please. else. Even if she's just pulling a stunt on Bryce to make him jealous, it's like, this is textbook what happens where it's like 
the guy that she is just like reaching for and wants so badly that keeps fucking her over, but he he just strings her along because he thinks she's so obsessed with me, she'll never like leave or go do the same thing to me. Right. Now she's doing the same thing. And guess who's got an opinion and has feelings now? Bryce. Oh yeah, it's like Welcome to her world. Get a fucking grip. I am so over Bryce. So over him. And, and it's I like, no so- way you're having a little pity party for yourself because Addison was caught talking to Jack Harlow. Get out of here. Get out. So moving on to the last thing of gossip of the week. We didn't even feel the need to do a new segment this week because it's like we had jam-packed drama. Yeah. So we're going to just finish off this week's episode with a little bit of drama about our good old friend Demi Lovato. And this pains me. I know. I want you to know. This deep down pains us. I don't ever want to have anything negative to say about Demi Lovato because we stand her. We love her. We have been the biggest fans. You guys know that. It's been engraved in your heads. Exactly. But she's kind of been irking us. I don't know if you guys, <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw the wrath that she took on um, her Instagram story about Big Chill, the Froyo place. In LA. Let me just start this off with a little bit of background. When I originally saw her posting talking shit about this Big Chill Froyo place, I literally had no clue what she was talking about no it took me like multiple times reading her post to be like what are you annoyed about she was basically bugged because she went into big chill froyo and there were sugar-free cookies there was some sort of slogan where it said like guilt-free sugar-free yeah dairy-free gluten-free you know like the specific branding over their food for like you know like diet culture right exactly and she was bugged by that because she was saying that they were not catering to people with eating disorders and that they were diet culture vultures. And that was the verbiage she used. And Big Chill came back at them and said, we are not diet culture vultures. We have been catering to people with all types of needs like for diabetes, 30 years. People that celiac are like, disease. Yeah. It's like a lot of these gluten-free, dairy-free, sugar-free options, yes, to a degree, some of them can be for dieting, but it's like, People with diabetes need sugar-free options. People with, you know, like yeah. lactose intolerance I, I need, need dairy it straight free. up telling me, tell me, like on the label, it's like th- this shit isn't just everywhere in the grocery store for me. You know what I mean? Exactly. It's like, they're specific for a reason. I mean, this Froyo place has been around for what, what did they 30 say? 30 years. Like 30 some years. I think they know what the people want and the, the people that they're selling to. And Demi Lovato, I don't think they knew, you know, that you'd be coming in as their main client, posting them on Instagram and that you have a major eating disorder and they needed to rebrand everything because of you. The thing is, and I saw a really good comparison where it's like alcoholics. If you're an alcoholic, everywhere you go, every restaurant, every bar, every little side stand sells alcohol. So it's like if you're an alcoholic, you're constantly tempted by all of these things down your face because to the rest of the world that aren't alcoholics, it's like they want to drink. So they cater to people that do want to drink. Or looking for that. But also it's like, if you know in your head, I'm an alcoholic, you're like, I'm not going to order a drink. Right. Where this is the same exact situation where it's like, if you have an eating disorder where you're tempted all the time, how can you go into a restaurant, a side stand, a dessert place and not be tempted? But there's also a million people out there that have celiac disease, diabetes, people that are lactose intolerant, where it's like they need those in their face. Also people that diet that are like, oh, I don't want any sugar or I don't want any fat. They look for specific food and things to buy 
with those labels because that's the diet plan they're on. No one's making Demi be on a certain diet plan. And I understand, you know, her, she's speaking out when she came out and talked about this after everyone's right. like, dude, what is your issue all of a sudden? You know, it's a little bit intense. I understand her wanting to hold people accountable for things that she thinks are like wrong. Right. But it's also like, you need to one, pick and choose your battles. But two, she could have said something that's like, a helpful criticism or constructive criticism right. to the company privately. With she posted their DMs back and forth of her just like reaming this company a new one. Yeah, and they're like, and she didn't need to make that public either because now people are upset and they're like, dude, way to like come after like a small business, For you know, real. just shitting on them. And she was like, that wasn't my point. And I understand she's not trying to shit on a small business, but it's also like, but she you was, you, yeah, exactly. You were shitting on a small business. You were like, everything was terrible, terrible, really terrible. Like telling them they had terrible service. Okay. Okay, I don't think that was the intention and it's one thing for her to privately say it to try to maybe like productively change this or maybe even like the verbiage on the labels. Right. But it's like, no, all you did was bitch him out and post it publicly. We're, we're all supposed to have a problem with that now. It's just, it's reaching a little bit. And she did say also, you know, she's like, when I get a little emotional and really intense about things, like it comes across, like I should have gone about it differently. Right. But it's like, dude, you were intense when her original post and then like a little bit, like I want to say a couple hours or something after she posted another one of like a nicer message. Yeah. To them, I go, I can tell that she knew she was too fired up in the beginning messages and posting that, that she kind of like had to backtrack a little bit. Right. When we can't relate to her because in that sense of how she's feeling triggered by it because we aren't triggered by that so right. we can't relate on that level of how she's feeling about it but it's also like little far and also to a degree it's like every single person out there is dealing with something how many other random people with eating disorders do you think have gone into that frozen yogurt right. place well it's exactly. like that company is only trying to provide gluten-free options sugar-free options dairy-free options it's like it is truly not that deep and exactly. there was like another girl that posted on tiktok and she was like super upset and offended she goes when i have an autoimmune disease where i cannot have gluten dairy sugar nothing she goes so when i go into a frozen yogurt place and they have gluten-free options she's like i'm so fucking happy that i can get a dessert and be able and to eat right it it's right there for me to know what i'm about to ingest my body so i don't have a fucking allergic reaction or like have something medical go wrong and i understand if it's really that deep for her on like the way that it's presented on the label or something or like the wording they're using i don't know what it is like it's like then work with them privately on how you'd rather maybe if it was if it would be that much more helpful for society to make that change for the froyo place right it's like then work with them privately on how you'd rather have those labels presented and see what they think exactly you know it's like it did not need to be this big of a immediate public like reaction it was like totally her like reacting to them and not her thinking it through and I understand like you know she's trying to advocate for people that also struggling with eating disorders that she thinks you know she's defending them because they can't speak up but it's like you missed the mark on this one you know she does need to be more careful about what she's throwing up on the internet like I know that she's trying to be transparent and I love that out of her with her documentary or songs she's just being honest right but it's also like dude when you do something like that on a whim of like where she even admits that it was like an emotional, emotional thing emotional decision she made I'm sorry but you are that famous you don't get that ch- second chance I mean you do I'll be like me and Meredith we we forgive her you know so, oh, yeah, you know, like, wait, I'll give her a second chance <laughs> I'll give her a million chances but it's also like you know, you need to think these through because, you know, that could have been really damaging to that company for what reason? Exactly. And that's what a lot of people were coming at too is like, why are you hitting out such a small business when it's like, think about, you know, like the fucking mass producers of the grocery stores that say gluten-free, dairy-free. It's like right. you're targeting this tiny little Froyo place, telling them that they're terrible service, terrible company, posting it on Instagram. And this company that's like a woman-owned business is like, whoa, I had no idea 
Leah, you were so upset. So obviously we still love Demi and you know, I do like her speaking up and using her voice. But like you said, it's just like, let's pick and choose our battles. Exactly. Because if anything, this Demi Lovato versus Froyo has made people dislike Demi and has helped the Froyo place. It's almost done the reverse effect of what she wanted. I think she went into it with the good intentions for her side of things and people that are feeling the same as her thinking that all these people agree. Right. Because it's like, she doesn't really realize the damage that she did until after. She's like, I didn't mean to take down a woman own business. I didn't mean to hurt people with celiac disease, diabetes, all of these. You can't always just speak for everyone just because you think you're leading the gang. Exactly. I mean, it's like, of course we're going to have your back, but like moving (laughs) forward, let's just think it through a little bit. Let's just think it through. Sure. All right, snitches. And that is a wrap on this week's episode. Next week, we will not have a new episode. Me and Meredith are going to be traveling to Phoenix, Arizona for a little work trip. Won't be able to record next week. But we will be back in two weeks. Make sure to subscribe, leave a review, and we will see you snitches in a couple weeks for another gossip update.